0: Welcome into this Monday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, I love what Dean P said. Now, how do we get there? Braves might have one of the top duos in Major League Baseball and NBA MVP betting odds. Where did trade fall, and all that? It's all next on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome to another edition of Hitting Hard with John Checker here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Flip the calendar into August, which means it is football month. Find us on youtube.com. Put us in your search browser, Locked On Sports Atlanta. When you find our subscribe button, leave us a comment there. Download us for free on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Dean Pease, defense coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, speaking uh, on Saturday and, and had a lot of great comments. But <clears throat> I want to read you this one particular quote that he had that uh, I love hearing out of a defense coordinator. Quote, we're changing the culture around this gum place. It's not going to be mediocre. It's not going to be average. It's not going to be in the bottom half of the league like it's been 15 of the last 20 years. Sick of that crap. We've got to take charge, and it's not going to be anyone else to do it but us. I'm tired of everybody telling us how bad we are, because after a while, you start believing it. Guys around here on defense sometimes believe 15th is okay or whatever. We've been in the top 10 one time out of the last 20 years. This is over. Sorry I'm getting fired up today, but I'm tired of this crap. We're going to change the culture of the defense around this freaking place. People are going to start talking about the Atlanta defense like they did Baltimore and New England. It's going to be the same S-word around here. Now, I love hearing that from my defense coordinator, and I love the energy that Dean Pease brings. But how do we get there, right? It's great to talk. It's another thing to do. it. Let me tell you how you can't get there, okay? You can't get there by starting an outside linebacker edge player that plays. 14 games for you and who's job back, and he registers no sacks and three quarterback hits. See, all that other talk sounds great and all that kind of stuff, but if that's how you execute with the players that you have, you're dead in the water. A few stats about the Atlanta Falcons that obviously has to improve if this defense is going to get to where Dean Pease thinks it should be. One is this 18 sacks, right? Now, the next closest team in the league had 29. So you better tell me that we're going to be somewhere around a 30-sack team. Being 20 sacks, being 22 sacks, that ain't going to get you in the top 10, coach. You're not going to be a top 10 defense in today's NFL if you can't sack the quarterback at least 30-some-odd times. You know, we're going to talk about completion percentage. And I've talked before about the 49ers' defense. The 49ers have one of the best secondaries in the league. They gave up, I think, the second highest completion percentage in the entirety of the NFL last year. But you know why they're so good? Because he had 48 sacks. That's what the league is. You have to put the quarterback on the ground and change down and distance in the league. That's how your defense instantly gets better. You know, the playbook on third and four is way more open and different than third and 16, right? So the 18 sacks has to drastically change. I don't care who gets them, how you get them. You want one guy with 20, whatever. I don't care four guys with five, whatever. But you better tell me we're going to be at 30 sacks. Now, a couple other stats about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons gave up 143 rushing First downs last year. Only two teams in the entirety of the NFL gave up more first downs via the run than the Falcons did. That has to change. You can't be a defense that every time somebody lines up on third and two, that they're gonna move the chains on you. You're gonna have to get off the field on third down. And it starts with your run defense on third down. 143 times the Falcons gave up a first down via the run on third down or I should just say in general that they gave up a rushing, they gave up first down through the rush 143 times. Only two teams gave up more than that. Completion percentage for for quarterbacks. The Falcons gave up 67.8% completion percentage. That's with A.J. Terrell. That's with the guy who was the best in the NFL at what he did at cover corner, right? Only four teams had a higher completion percentage. And I just mentioned that the 49ers were one of those teams. But why is their defense so good? Because when you can sack the quarterback 48 times, you can get away with a lot of stuff. But the Falcons can't give up almost 68% completion percentage and have A.J. Terrell and not sack the quarterback and change up anything about the culture of your defense. You won't change anything if that's where the stats end up. You ha- it all starts in the league with putting the quarterback on the ground. It's not coincidence that many of the top team defenses all have the best best pass rush in the league. Why are the Browns so good? Because Miles Garrett's so good. Why are the 49ers so good? Because Bosa's so good. Plus Armstead and guys like and Warner and these guys, right? Why are the Steelers so good? Because they have the guy who sacks the quarterback more than anybody, You don't have to be great in all facets of your defense if you have the skill set. It's like being a home run here. It's like Mark McGuire. Why was Mark Maguire so effective? He's a one-trick pony. Yeah, but his one-trick is he had every ball 625 feet in the air. That was his one trick. You can get away with being a one-trick pony if you do the thing that's most important in the league. Now, also, too, this this is another uh, interesting one. Um, Only two teams had... More conversions on third down, converting into a first down. The the Falcons gave up 105 plays, where on third down, the other team converted it to a first down. Only two teams gave up more plays. So only two teams had a situation where on third down, they gave up the first down more times. That's got to change. And how do you do that? Again, you put the pressure on the quarterback. You stop the run. There are very basic things that this team can do to drastically improve what they are. If you can be a better short yardage run defense, if you can get to the quarterback and not move him off the spot, hit him, make his life tough, you have to put him on the ground. So stopping the short yardage run game and putting the quarterback on the ground. Hell, I could be a defensive coordinator in the league if I can have a defense that can do those two things, right? But you got to find the scheme and the personnel and this, then, and the other. And it's it's why offensively for this team this year that I'm I'm scared for our offensive line. Because our team is going to see every top-flight pass rusher take away Micah Parsons and Vaughn Miller. This team is going to see every single solitary top-tier pass rusher that the NFL can throw at you. You want the Bosa brothers, you want Mac, you want Garrett, you want uh, Watt, you want this guy that. Good. Falcons going to see everybody. That's why I'm I'm scared about what our offensive line is going to look like because we can't stop anybody from sacking the quarterback. If you can't do that in this league, you got all kinds of trouble and problems to it. So I love what Dean P said, but there are a couple of things that have to drastically change. You have to get the quarterback on the ground with the ball in his hand, and you have to be a better short yardage rushing defense. You can't give up 143. Runs that turn into first downs. You can't have a hundred five plays where a team converts a third down into a first down. That has to change, and that has to change immediately. It's great to talk about what our defense can be, but it's got to change those two things immediately. Now we're going to talk about the Braves and their dynamic duo here in just a second. But first, the show today is brought to you by betonline.net is the fastest, easiest way to check on all of your betting needs. Look. We got all kinds of stuff going on right now, right? Baseball season, full swing. Thursday, the NFL preseason starts, okay? So we got NFL games coming up here soon. We're less than a month away from the college football season kicking off. Things are about to get into high gear, right? Before you know it, NBA will be cranking up. We still got golf, we got MMA, we got boxing. All of those things are available to you at betonline.net. It is your best source, your best online resource for all of your sports wagering information live in-game betting scores podcasts everything that you need they have you covered at betonline.net so head to betonline.net today use your mobile device learn more about the action that is happening there bet online is where the game starts so the atlanta braves as they get ready for the philadelphia phillies before in just a few days we're going to head up to new york and all of a sudden it's going to be the five game series against the mets and things like that one of the big advantages that the Atlanta Braves have right now is they may have, maybe not the, probably pretty close, but they have absolutely one of the best pitching duos in all of baseball, in Max Freed and Kyle Wright. couple of things that I want to throw out at you this year uh, about the, those two guys. Quality starts. Kyle Wright has 70% of his starts that are quality starts this year. Max Freed has 76% of his starts that are quality starts. Now, again, and I don't like this metric so much, but a quality start in Major League Baseball is at least six innings with three or fewer runs given up, okay? That's not a great stat. If you're six innings and three runs, that's a four and a half ERA. That's not really a great number, but that's the metric that is used in today's baseball world. Well, seven out of 10 times, Max Freed, or sorry, seven out of 10 times, Kyle Wright is going to give you that kind of start. Max Fried is going to give you three out of four times, actually a little bit better at 76% that you're going to get a quality start out of Max Fried. When you look at wins in the league, Max Fried has is tied for the seventh most wins in the National League right now. Kyle Wright has the second most wins in the National League right now. Kyle Wright is 16th in innings pitch. Max Freed is third in innings pitched in the league. And how about this stat right here? The Braves have won 30 times with those two guys on the mound. They are 30 and 11 when those two guys pitch, okay? The only duo that has more wins when it for when a team plays is Garrett Cole and Jamison Tyon, who have 31 victories. The Yankees have won 31 times when those two guys have been on the mound. Not Not what their individual record is, but the Braves have 30 wins when those two guys start. 30-11 and 11 in games in which those two guys start. Only Cole and Tyon for the Yankees are better, and they have one more win out of all of it. So, look, we came into the season knowing that Max Fried is absolutely an ace, and he's proven every bit of that, right? He's been outstanding this year. Can't argue with really anything that he's done as far as how good he's been for the Atlanta Braves this season. But Kyle Wright has been the guy who has absolutely amazed everybody. Uh, in in the National League this year, when you look at how good Kyle Wright has been, 13 and 4 with a 2.93 ERA in 20 starts, 120 strikeouts in 122 and a third innings, that comes out to almost nine strikeouts per nine innings, over a three strikeout to walk ratio, a WHIP of 1.149. Max Freed with a WHIP of 1.073. Both of those are outstanding numbers. Both of those guys are over. Eight strikeouts per nine innings. But when you talk about getting into the playoffs, right? And I'm not I'm not going to compare these this duo, okay? But you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks won a World Series having two great starters. If you remember the Arizona Diamondbacks in the year that they won the World Series, okay, when they won, what was it, 19 playoff games? They got like 18 wins and a couple of saves out of Johnson and Schilling. Now, again, listen to me. I'm not comparing Kyle Wright and Max Fried to Johnson and Schilling. But if you have two dominating starters at the top of your rotation, and then, frankly, add in how good Charlie Morton has now been, who's kind of figured things out. You know, while his record doesn't look so good, he's got 126 strikeouts in 110 innings pitched. He's certainly on track. So you take that top three, you feel pretty good about going in any playoff series, but you especially feel good about the duo right at the very top. And the fact that you have two guys that are so dominant at the top of your rotation. Look, again, I understand that we're in a different world, right? You know, the way the playoff schedule is set up, the way that, that, you know, you don't have as many days off in between series and games and things like that and this, that and the other. So you have to rely on more than two starters in today's baseball world. But if you have two guys who can win you a crap ton of games at the very top, you can be in every series. In a seven game series, you're gonna get two starts out of Max Fried and Kyle Wright. And if you get that, they win each time. That's, that's your four wins, right? So those guys have been outstanding. And if you compare their numbers to any duo throughout the National League or even Major League Baseball this year, there are a few guys that are that have been better. I'm not going to maybe necessarily say that they have been the best this year. But those two guys have been outstanding with how good they've been and what they've meant to the Atlanta Braves. And it's why, to be honest with you, I don't get concerned about do we need to go out and get another starter and things like that with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. Look, with Wright, with Freed, with Morton, if Ian Anderson, who pitched really well the other day, if he can get himself back on track, you know how good Strider is. I don't see that adding another starter is really that necessary. Got too many other things that need. Look, you need to think about second base. You need a starting outfielder. Okay, whatever that's gonna be. Put your resources into getting that. Bullpen help, sure. Kirby Yates is coming back. He's coming back. That's a free agent, if you will, acquisition that you don't have to give up anything for. He's coming back from injury. You add him and maybe another piece in your bullpen. You feel like your starters are good to go. Okay. And now we get ready for the Mets and all that, right? Who, by the way, DeGrom is back right? DeGrom's going to you know, pitch when this series comes along. You got five games. You're going to see everybody. You're going to see Scherzer and DeGrom and, and everybody that the Mets can throw at you right now. So look, <clears throat> can't take away from how good Freed and Kyle Wright and what they've meant to this organization thus far. They've been outstanding and they've been as good a duo as anybody in Major League Baseball thus far. So if you have two guys at the top of your rotation like this, You feel good about going into any series, any playoff series, this, that, and the other. I'm not worried about fifth starters and stuff like that. And again, I understand the schedule is different. And, you know, again, the way baseball is played used to be that you had more time off in between travel days and series and different things like that where guys could rest up a little bit. But the Arizona Diamondbacks proved years ago in 2001, I understand it's a different game, but they proved that two starters can get you through into a World Series. Maybe Freed and Wright can't carry everything to a World Series victory, but certainly you feel good about what those two guys can do and what they bring into any series. So you want to talk about dynamic duos in Major League Baseball as far as rotation guys and top of the order, top of the rotation guys go. Freed's an ace. He can match up with anybody in Major League Baseball. And Kyle Wright, you know, if you had told me that Kyle Wright was going to win maybe 15, 16, 17 games before the season started, I'd have thought you were crazy. I'd have thought, I would have never believed that, but he's been terrific this year with how good he's been as the starter for the Atlanta Braves. All right, we're going to talk about uh, the Atlanta Hawks here in uh, just a minute. But first, let me tell you about my folks over at CoffeeAM, coffeeam.com. Listen, you know how passionate I am about these guys. I drink their coffee every single day. Every single day, I've got myself a cup of coffee from coffeeam, coffeeam.com. You want coffees, teas, gift sets, everything's available to you. You like organic coffees, fair trade coffees, dark roast. you want K-cups, this and the other. Coffeeam.com has everything available to you. So I want you to head over to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. I want you to go through their extensive line of products, go through their menu of all the different things that they have. Look at their coffees, look at their different teas that they have, look at the gift sets that they have available to you. You know, mugs and all kinds of different stuff that they have out there. And once you go through there and you put together that first order, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. When you get there and you get to checkout, I want you to use the coupon code locked on L O C K E D O N use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off that first order you place of coffees, teas, and gift sets locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order of coffee teas and gift sets. I love these folks. They're located here in Georgia. They're up in the Canton area. They are the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Coffee AM, coffeeam.com, man, is the place to be. And listen, get all of your coffee needs there and take advantage of that promo discount. All right. So the NBA has its MVP odds out. This comes from um, PointsBet. Um, they're partnered up with NBC and things like that. So Here's what we have as far as N- NBA MVP odds. These are the players that are in the um uh. They have, these are the players that have the lowest odds to win. Luca is number one at plus 450. Giannis is number two at plus 600, along with Embiid at plus 600. Joker, Durant, Curry are all plus a thousand. Tatum is plus 1200. Morant is plus 1400. Devin Booker is plus 2200. Kawhi Leonard, or as I call him, Cowie, is plus 2,500 along with LeBron James and Trey Young. So the plus 2,500 for Trey Young puts him in a tie for 10th uh, place along with Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. And by the way, those odds mean that if you bet 100 bucks, okay, for Trey Young to win the MVP, you win 2,500 bucks, right? Okay, it all makes sense there. So, so if, you know, Luca, who's the favorite, if you put a hundred bucks on Luca, you win 450. Okay. So is that about right? Is that where Trey should be? I think, I think being a top 10 MVP odds guy is right where Trey Young belongs. That's right in the spot that he belongs in, and should be in. Do I think Trey Young should be the favorite over Luca or one of these guys? No. And part of that is to be honest with you, not just the game, it's the reputation and the coverage and stuff like that. Look, Trey Young last year played the eighth most minutes in the M- N- NBA. He had more points scored than anybody and more assists handed out than anybody in the NBA and only finished third team All-NBA. Third team. So he scored more points, handed out more assists, played the eighth most minutes, but only finished third team All-NBA. Say what you will about all that. That's, a, you know, should he be should have been higher this any other i think so personally but that's a different argument for another day but you know for a guy that does that how for a guy who was only the second player in the history of the league to hand out that many assists and hand and score that many, you know beat lead in points and assists only nate archibald had done it previously you'd have thought that he would have finished a little bit higher than third team all nba but that's fine i mean look keep sleeping on the on the hawks you saw Murray, you saw John Collins. You remember remember John Collins is the guy that the blue checkmark media guaranteed was going to be traded this offseason. You see what they're doing in some of these leagues and stuff like that they're playing in these little gimmick leagues and you know all that good kind of stuff. You know, just you can sleep on it. And, and I expect Trey Young is Trey Young going to lead the league in points and assists this year? No. I don't think he is. I I don't think Trey Young, but is Trey Young going to have an outstanding season again? Yeah, absolutely. And think about now with Dejounte Murray, the help that he's going to have. And before everybody starts telling me about, well, he's not an MVP candidate because he doesn't play defense or that. Okay, all right, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, whatever. I-, I promise you, when it comes to MVP, if you're that good of a player, you 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 can you can be a substandard defensive player and and again be in the MVP discussion. You have an outstanding MVP caliber year, you can be in the MVP discussion if you're not a great defensive player or what have you. But I do think Trey Young's going to get a lot of opportunity to create a lot of assists this year. Obviously, having Murray is going to free him up to do a lot of different things offensively. I don't know how much more his point total can get up. He's already pushing toward 30 points a game. When you start getting into 27, 28, 29 points per game, it's tough to take another big step. Nobody's going to average 40 in the league anymore. So he's not going to take some crazy step like that. But if you told me Trey Young was somewhere close to 30 points a game, and handed out eight or nine assists per game. I think that's a realistic number. I think Murray's gonna have a big impact on not just the scoring of Trey Young, but in creating the offense that the Hawks are gonna play. That's why I think John Collins is gonna benefit so greatly. To have two guys that can get, in, get him the ball and funnel him the ball and put him in successful position is only gonna make this offense that much better. And Murray's going to be able to take some of the burden off the defensive side of the ball, right? He's an outstanding defensive player. So you're not going to ask Trey Young to go out there and try to cover the best guy, even in the backcourt or anything like that. You know, when they match up against Golden State, you let DeJounte Murray go take Steph. Let him go take Steph, and then Trey Young's got to do what he's got to do from there. So is Trey Young a top 10 MVP candidate? I think so. I think when you have a guy who's an all-NBA player the way that Trey Young is, is he disrespected because he's tied for 10th or whatever with Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James? I don't think so. I don't I don't think that's unfair. Look, Joker's a guy who's been back-to-back MVPs. I think Giannis is the best player in all of the NBA. And look, part of this too, let's face it, is when you talk about trying to get people to put money on a guy, you have to give them odds that makes them want to spend money, right? You have to get, you have to put, it. points bet doesn't care who actually wins the MVP award. They care how much money they pull in from some of these guys. So you know Luke is going to be a heavy betting favorite. You know he's going to be popular because the NBA has anointed him as the greatest player in the history of the league and this, that, and the other, right? Greatest foreign player ever, right? I mean, you know, he's he's gone. Think about all the NBA titles that he's won and all the MVPs and all that stuff he's won. Oh, oh he hasn't won any of those things? Oh, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm getting it. Because the media, I mean, the same blue mark media that told me about John Collins being traded has pretty much let me know that Luke is the greatest thing in the history of the NBA, but even though he hasn't advanced further than Trey Young in the NBA. play. that's OK. We, we, we won't get into all that. We 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 know where the media loyalty lies and things like that. But look, I think that's good value for Trey Young. Hey, plus twenty five hundred. You're still one of the top, you know, looked at as one of the top MVP candidates in the league. The Hawks are supposed to be better, right? You're supposed to have a better franchise with these guys. And I think, you know, having Murray and bringing Collins back and having not moved on from him, think that only helps Trey Young. Now, look, some guys have to play better around Trey. Hunter's got to play better around Trey. If you can get Murray and DeAndre Hunter to be two shutdown defensive guys, Trey Young can do so much. He he can exert all of his energy on the offensive side of the basketball and create and do his thing. I think it's going to be a big year for the Atlanta Hawks. I do. I, I, I think the DeJounte-Murray move has really swung their pendulum back like we talked about. Where's that pendulum going to swing? I think it's definitely swung it back toward – Let's getting back into the Eastern Conference Finals team. Let's getting into a top four seed in the NBA playoffs and not fighting, scratch and clawing. And look, here's the other thing too. We know that the Hawks are not going to take the regular season lightly, right? So think about the idea of the Hawks were not always inspired or motivated during the regular season, and yet Trey still played the eighth most minutes, scored the most points, handed up the most assists. So for, so for the guy who had the comment of, We're just, you know, we're just trying to get through the regular season. We're all about the playoffs and stuff like that. He still had an outstanding regular season. So you got good value where Trey Young is right now in the MVP discussion for all of it. And Murray's going to help him out. Having Collins back is going to help him out with all of that. This is going to be, I think, a fun Hawks season. I'm very curious to see what the Atlanta Hawks look like coming out. Some changes. There might still be some changes with the Atlanta Hawks. We're maybe not quite done yet with. Tweak in the roster and this, that, and the other. But I think when you start looking at MVP odds, Trey Young's about right where he should be. You know, when you look at some of the other players around him, I think Trey Young is in a fair spot and I think he's in a good position right now. All right. We well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck your first listen every day. We ask you to make ATL Day 1's your second listen every day. My friends Jarvis Davis and Tanitra Batiste talking about all things in the heart of the city of atlanta they go with all the local teams hawks falcons braves dogs and beyond check them out free and available on our youtube page at locked on sports atlanta put that in your search browser give us a subscribe when you hit that you know hit that subscribe button be a part of that growing community there and then we're free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms including spotify and odyssey download us leave us a five-star review and then give me a follow on my personal twitter page at J M C H three one six back with you tomorrow. This has been hitting hard with John Chuckry on Locked On Sports Atlanta.